So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. In today's episode, we're going to cover NFL free agency, NBA recent injuries, Deshaun Watson's lawsuits, Steve Kerr on Kevin Durant in his last season with Golden State, and some offseason moves with the Patriots and the Buccaneers. But before we get into it, let's let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad, and I'll let my partner introduce himself. It's Alex. Once again, it is time for the news. We here for you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, run it up. Run those listens up. So first thing we're going to talk about is the NFL free agency. So the Patriots came out with a bang, spending lots of money. Uh, they got two tight ends with John Smith and Hunter Henry, spent a lot on defense with Matt Judon and some other key pieces, added on some guys in the offensive line, and spent pretty much all of their money within the first couple of days of free agency. On the other side, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers re-signed all of their impending free agents, which are Chris Godwin, Shaquille Barrett, um, and a couple of the players who were big contributors to their Super Bowl run. But with all these moves in free agency, who do you think did better? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the New England Patriots? I would have to say the Bucs. Um, I'm honestly not really afraid of anything the Patriots have done. But trust me, it is a whole a big threat for Tampa Bay to run it back again and get another championship. So I would have to say, even though the Bucs really only secured what they already had and Patriots did get better, but I'm definitely not afraid of really anything they signed when it comes to the Patriots. Well, I think it's really the Patriots by a landslide. They definitely have a better free agency because it's based on the percentage that they grew. Um, the Bucks, all they did was re-sign some key players. Um, they didn't really get any better. Um, I guess the best thing that they can get from this is some chemistry, but the Patriots, they upgraded on almost every single level with tight ends, wide receivers, offensive line, defense, all over. They they increased by probably 200% with all the key players that they added. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree. But um, like you said, the Patriots didn't get better, but what's better than winning the Super Bowl? That's the whole goal. So if anything, they secured being able to get back to that same point, which is the the highest level you need to get to when it comes to the sport. So I, I'm only really evaluating it due to real threat to winning a Super Bowl next year. And I understand they definitely got better. It is a whole, whole, whole lot better when it comes to the Patriots. But it's still, to me, it's not a threat for actually uh, winning a Super Bowl. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and piggyback off of that. And I'll, you kind of answered it, but can the Patriots now compete for a Super Bowl? They can compete, but I don't know how real it is. Like, like you're, you're saying a lot of pieces put together, but the Bucks was kind of like a team that was already made with its core and added on glamorous pieces that really filled in the slots like they really actually pushed them above to get the championship when it comes to the Patriots, i think they need to fix they have to mix all of these things all of this has to work together it does help that cam is going into his second year knowing the play playbook knowing the coach knowing those things but uh i wouldn't say they have more of a threat than they had the last year well i'll say second to last year that the tom brady was there I would say this is definitely a better team than the 
team that Tom Brady had, definitely. His last team with the Patriots, definitely way better because everything's upgraded, especially the tight ends. Um, because Bill Belichick spent two picks, I think, in the third round last year on drafting tight ends, and then you go out and sign two in free agency. So that means you just wasted picks. Um, and the tight ends have been non-existent for the past couple of years. But I would say that the Patriots can I, I would say that they can compete. Um, really, it's all on Cam Newton. Um, if Cam Newton does not succeed with this, then his career could probably be over. Completely think it's over if this doesn't work out. <laughs> I don't think that's even a question. Like I would, I love the comment, but I think it's it's definitely over if this doesn't work out. Like I don't think he gets another starting job or even a backup job. I don't think that's something he's returning, trying to return to. I know a job is a job, money is money, but. And Cam has become even more humble in a lot of these positions, but I still just don't see him as anybody's backup. And I also don't see, if it doesn't work out with the Patriots, why other teams would really take that gamble also. I mean, some team might take that gamble, you know, like how, I guess, uh, like the Texans, they're kind of in between quarterbacks because Deshaun Watson wants out and they signed Tyrod Taylor which okay. he's a guy who doesn't mind, I mean, from the outside looking in, being that backup, even though he started before. Um, so maybe he becomes that guy, the transition quarterback, waiting for that franchise quarterback. But um, he has to he, he has to win now. There's, there's no reason why he shouldn't. Um, they, they definitely upgraded the team. Um, I'm not saying that these these guys are like, superstars that they signed but they the Patriots gave you all the best pieces that were left that were out there in free agency so there's no excuse this year I think that speaks more to Tom Brady than what they wanted to give uh, Cam Newton I'd be real to be very very real I think he really was like all right f my bank account or how I manage the money for the team when it comes to Belichick. Strict the bank account. I, I need to show that it, I was the reason for these championships and not Tom Brady, especially with it looming that these mugs can mess around and get another one like it's something easy to do. Well, it's kind of too late for that to say that he was the reason whenever Tom Brady goes and wins a championship in his first year with a, another team. Um, I think the best-case scenario is 50-50, not really any being above each other. You're talking about uh, Belichick and Tom Brady? Tom Brady, yes. Oh, no, no, no. In other people's eyes? Because this is only an, an argument for opinion. It really is. Because like, the rings are co- coexist, and even Belichick has rings outside of Tom Brady before the Patriots here. So, That's as yes. a coordinator. Yeah, but yeah, he's not at a at a uh, as a head coach, yes, but he still has other Super Bowls. I still would count that because uh, he was a part of it. But I, I, I do, and if anything, you're making an argument that uh, more towards the the fact that it is Tom Brady that's making this uh, uh, making it seem as though it was more Tom Brady and not an equal situation. Public opinion, at least for the rest of this, or really until. To, uh, Belichick proves it. Not really Cam, not really the full, it really is the full team, but speaking for Belichick in this case, that he is the reason he is still the mastermind. He is supposed to be the guru of quarterback, sorry, of coaches. And honestly, if we look at it, most people would say that Belichick is the goat of coaches, but this really just looms over him with the whole Tom Brady. Yeah, it, it does loom over him. But even if he goes out there and wins the championship, I think um, best case scenario is a 50-50 situation. Um, I don't think oh. he, he gets that, that case for being more or given more credit for winning championships. Well, I, I think it's an unfair situation. It's 50-50 for the opinion for or best case scenario for Belichick, 
But it's yeah. not 50 50 when it comes to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's no, already no. won the race. He's already won. If anything, he's 60 40 right now. <laughs> it's not going forward because he got the championship first. He got it immediately after leaving them. And when everybody was on some, he's done. Like he should be done. He's 43, 44. He should be done. But just throwing all of that one to one into the situation, uh, Tom Brady's won. It, it, it can't at best for for Belichick is fifty fifty, but Tom Brady has already won. Oh yeah, I, I would say yeah. Probably most people are leaning towards Tom Brady. Um, I've always liked both as a pair together, but I I definitely still root for Tom Brady. But the Patri- Patriots are my team. Um, but yeah, best case scenario is fifty fifty for B- Bill Belichick. Um, and he still is a great coach. I don't know if you saw the um, interview that Cam Newton did on the YouTube channel, I'm Athlete, with a whole bunch of retired football players. But he was excited to come back and prove himself so, you know, he could get a bigger contract or long-term contract with, I guess, the Patriots or any other team. Yeah, I agree. But, and I actually really hate the narrative that's going to come about for next year because – in some way, somehow, they made the Patriots slightly likable. Mostly because they've pit two things that everybody kind of rooted against, against each other. So, and that's the strongest narrative going into next season, which is whether uh, the Patriots go, sorry, not the Patriots, but the Bucks actually go that far again, have the same type of success, and maybe win the Super Bowl. Then you have the Patriots. It's really a, a compete competing against who is doing better. And I kind of don't want to root for either, but I do want to root for Cam, which irritates me in general that there's some type of likability for the Patriots, especially for the people who don't like the way that Tom Brady was able to get an easy, not an easy championship, but got it very easily. (laughs) No, you can't discount them saying it's easy. Now, the last game ha- might have looked easier, but all that preparation and no, I agree. You know, loss that they had, that, that was no easy feat. No, I agree. You probably didn't hear the last part. I said I was started off saying easy, but none of these are easy. Like, making it look easy was more than actually it being easy because it's definitely not an easy feat. Yeah, I mean, that is, it'll only look better as time goes on. Um, oh, it's, look, it's looking grand. Boy, it, it was grand. It was grand from day one. He blew out Patrick Mahomes. They have the only home field advantage, home field Super Bowl. Tom Brady leads one year after leaving the Patriots and wins the Super Bowl. He's forty to four years old. Literally, it, it's it's it looks golden now. Oh yeah, it's it's golden now. But just look at. I mean, we already know what Aaron Rodgers is right now. Three-time MVP, one-time Super Bowl champion, and First ballot. Why that sound thing. bad? Why that sound like a diss? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, <laughs> we know that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he beat him. Drew Brees going to be in the Hall of Fame, um, all-time passing leader, first ballot Hall of Famer. He beat him. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's not a Hall of fa- well, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he people are be. leaning towards that. So he it's only going to get better. I, I would agree. Like there is. Like, I don't, there's, it's the most golden championship I've seen. Like, uh, let me think of any of his older championships. He's really going to hold this above any of the ones he had with the Patriots. And he went on the road every game, except the last one. Other than the actual Super Bowl? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The opposite of what, the way it normally happens, but. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Um. But let's go ahead and move it on to the Steelers and how they signed their receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. And now he has signed a one-year deal for $8 million with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So with this move for the Steelers, do you think bringing him back was right for the Steelers? Well, I'm, I'm indifferent, to be honest. Very indifferent. Actually, for the Steelers, yes, it was a good move because of the way they did it. It's a one-year deal. 
like honestly, if he had more leverage and this were a different year when it comes to receivers, then he would have got a multiple year deal. But they're they're only leveraging one year, like they're doing also with Ben Roethlisberger for the past what five years. So they weren't they haven't made a contract like that when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger. But at this point, he is year by year clearly. Uh, so I, I I wouldn't say it's a bad thing for the Steelers. It's who else were you pulling in? The the market for for uh, top receivers is really Odell. Uh, Odell Beckham, and he con- honestly not really on the market, uh, but we know he more than likely is going to be moved. You got AD, which we know that's not going to be a return trip, and then you got Juju. So yeah, I'd I see for for the Steelers, it's a good move because it was a one year deal. It, it wasn't even attached to a second year, which he kind of slightly entitled to just from seniority and not being that bad. Um. I don't know about this one. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster has not been the greatest receiver since Antonio Brown left. I mean, he's been just another guy for the most part. Um, And they probably could have got somebody to replace his same production. Um, Not saying that they paid a whole bunch, but I guess it worked worked out for both sides. But because I think the NFL is going to start a new deal, I think, next year. And then that uh, salary cap is really going to increase. So he can probably gain more money with a, with a contract next year. So maybe he's looking towards that. I'm not sure. But the Steelers, they don't have to um, pay him a whole bunch of money because, you know, it's a, it's a one-year deal for $8 million, which isn't much at all. So I don't know. I, I, I guess it's 50-50 in this situation. Mutually beneficial. But the bigger story is the fact that he turned down one million more not to go to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah, that that, that is a, a big case. Um, I'm not sure if that was just because it's a rival team or I mean, it's not really like it's that much more money. Well, I think I'll, I'll, I'll spell out the drama on this one because make it very plain of. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger is very old. Uh, Juju's really not that old. If if it was any other time, most young receivers want to be with a young all-star quarterback, especially someone who's won an MVP. He doesn't believe in Lamar Jackson throwing a billy. That's what that says. He does not believe in Baltimore Ravens uh, throwing a billy. Of course, they're a rival to that, that. That's like going to really not doesn't sit well with some football players, but you know, this is a, uh, it's a business. You, you go to rival teams. Uh, sometimes ask Brett Favre. Uh, he was known as the Mr. Packers and then went to, uh, to the, the Vikings, which is the rival, but just to get back on track, uh, when it comes to him, he does bleed black and gold. I think he, even one of his, his father played for him or like, uh, there's like an actual loyalty to the actual Steelers franchise. But if it was a smart move, you move on. You, you go to Baltimore. I know it's a one-year deal. You can get another one. But I think his stock is down, and it's really down from him dancing on logos, to sadly say. But it's really because of that. Yeah, his stock is down for dancing on logos. But I also think it's because he hasn't been that number one receiver that everybody expected him to be once Antonio Brown left. Um, as we'll talk about with Deshaun Watson, um, if your talent is there, they'll overlook all those other things. Um, so I, I think it's more about him not being that elite receiver. I can see that. But who would, when you said the Steelers could have got a different uh, receiver, who, who else were, were they going to get, though? I meant in the draft. That's what I meant. Oh, they're going to the draft. You talking about the draft? That's not a place I want to spend when I when I'm the Steelers. When there's so many other gaps. If anything, I need to be recruiting another quarterback because we know <laughs> for a fact Ben is really on borrowed time. Yeah, um, you, you still got Dwayne Haskins. He's backing him up. Maybe he turns into something. <laughs> that's that's not gonna. Uh, he's not gonna end up being a starter. <laughs> well, um, I mean, 
beyond the first, what, five? Who else are you going to pick? Are you talking about in the draft? Quarterbacks. Like, because the, the Steelers, they're, they're picking in at least the 20s. No, I, I agree. I'm not saying that they had to go get a quarterback now, but I, that's definitely not where I'm spending my money is in receivers when you need somebody to throw the ball to them. I'm going to feel something else. I'm going to keep what I have, stand pat for a while, what's familiar, what can possibly win us games, because, shoot, they went 12-0 and 0 last year in the beginning. Just the floor fell out at the end. But uh, I, I, would, I would just say it's, it's a good choice by the Steelers. They're they're seriously on a lot of borrowed time though. Yeah, um, yeah. They they just need to uh, look towards the future and see what they can do so they can keep the train running. But can the Steelers make a Super Bowl run? No. <laughs> Simple no. I, I I don't think they make it out of their own division, much less the whole in the. At the AFC, so no, I, I, I just I don't think it's just like last year when they were twelve and zero, and nobody believed them in all that way, and everybody finally got some faith in them. For well, actually, nobody really got faith, even though they were twelve and zero. Everybody knew it was fake. Well, it wasn't fake; it was real wins. But we knew the floor was going to fall out, and that they weren't actual real contenders. That's why nobody gave real respect to them when they were doing that. Um, so, no, I, I really don't think so at all. Ben can barely throw 15 yards. Um, he loves them shallow, shallow crosses just like Juju does, which gets him popped. But, no, they're manageable. If anything, they are more the Belichick days of good coaching in general. Like, that's what's winning games is good coaching and filling slots with at least manageable uh, pieces. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to say, yeah, they, they can make a Super Bowl run. Um, they're just going to have to play great on both sides. And they did for the most part through um, most of the season. They lacked the running game and just fell apart towards the end. Um, but I think the division is up for grabs. It, it could be the Ravens, Steelers, or Browns. I don't think the Bengals are going to be challenging for um, that the, the crown for the AFC North, but I think it's a toss-up between any of those three teams. Of which teams? The Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Toss-up for who could win that division. Dang, I'm so used to counting out the Browns that I was like, in my head, it's laughable. But I was like, dang, they are they actually are contenders. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like, it's always a hard division. I don't think that the Steelers aren't going to win games. I just don't think when it comes to competitive, real playoff-type football, they're just not going to be able to do it. I, I think that they just got full of themselves because they, they saw that the Browns, they've always they've always beaten the Browns. And Juju was one of those guys who just looked past them. He was one who was vocal on how the Browns are what, faceless, something he, like they just completely disrespected them. Look past them, like okay, we're gonna move on to the next round. Um, but I'm thinking that they've learned their lesson from last year. I hope they have, because <laughs> that division coming for them. Like it's too many people in the division has things to prove, and they are on the a tail end. Like they're just simply on borrowed time. Any games they really win, I think it's all coaching. Well, Mike Tomlin is definitely going to have to get them ready and um, get them in line to not look past the opponent that's right in front of them. Um, so that's a part of coaching also. I think he's pretty good at that. That's what got them to 12-0. and 0. What happened against the Browns, though? They, they were due. I, I thought the Steelers should have lost many other times. But, but I think they, I never believed in them Think like – what got them to 12 and 0 was knowing the other team, knowing what pieces to do certain plays, which gets a certain amount of yards. It was like it's really down to the, the little measurements when it comes to the Steelers. It's the little measurements. It's not pure talent 
uh, overwhelming the other team, which happens with more teams than the other way around with great coaching down to the little bits of things. Oh, I know my quarterback can throw these shallow crosses or they can throw uh, off to the side, which gets us five, seven yards, which then gets us f- first downs, which keeps the ball moving, which then gets us touchdowns, which in the end, then we get, if we do all these small things right, we get win the game, which is what got them winning games. Now, if you're relying on pure talent, there is no way they compete. Well, sometimes it's not all about talent. It's about the coaching and getting them in the right spots at the right but time. Sometimes, True, but sometimes it is about talent. Ask Lamar. Um, in what situation? Uh, all the situations where he ran all over these teams and won games. And well, simply because they did all the smaller things right, they couldn't account for his big playability, which won games. So I, I think in more, more times than not, when it comes to good teams in the NFL, it's mostly off of star players not off of the coaching with the play it, like of course coaching is vital but i think it's more star power than it is coaching power uh possibly i mean yeah the players control the the ball and everything but you have to put your players in the right spots to um get the best out of them um i feel like this if you put apples to apples Side by side on each team, you're always going to choose the other team uh, just from the scouting. Oh, quarterback to quarterback, dang, I'm choosing that other quarterback. Receiver to receiver, I'm choosing that other receiver. Running back to running back, I'm choosing that other running back. So by talent-wise, they have to play the actual game to win the game. They cannot out-talent you. Yeah, but upsets happen. That's why the NFL is so popular. Um, Yeah. And that's, that's playing the game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you gotta still got to play the game. But we'll move it along to Deshaun Watson and how there have been 13 civil cases filed against him. Um, so he has been accused of, let's see. So Deshaun Watson, through Monday, uh, March 22nd, is, there are accusations of during a massage appointments over the past year from refusing to cover his genitals to forced oral sex. Watson has denied the allegations in the lawsuits, which do not name any of the women. And he, the, the leader of these lawsuits, the attorney, his name is Tony. Uh, hold on. Thought I had the name. I think I know. Uh, we overall, I, I think I know. I can't. He's a very popular lawyer. I think he. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name. <laughs> I'm looking for it. He was. Um, Tony Busby. Yeah, he ended up. Like, who else did he? Um, do lawsuits for it, some other famous people just to throw it in there, but go ahead with what you were saying. Yeah, so 13 civil cases have been filed against Deshaun Watson. Um, but with Deshaun Watson now being in the limelight for these allegations, can his image recover? Um, I don't know about that image being recovered. That's a hard thing to do. Um, it can, because this is the world of sports. And if your performance outmatches your whatever negative thing you did, honestly, the public opinion will change. It, it just is what it is. It, it, we, we have to face it as what it actually is. If his performance is spectacular, he, get, he gets the opportunity to get back onto the field, the other things will be forgotten. It's not right, but it is what it is. It, it just is what it is. It's just like nobody's following up behind to find what's going on with Antonio Brown. I never saw that any of these cases have been settled, 
But once he had uh, performances and where he was in the in the games, he didn't really do too much on talking and actually got there and won the Super Bowl. Nobody's even thinking about the outside things outside of football when it comes to Antonio Brown. So I have to say, yeah, there's an there's an opportunity. But with the allegations, it's it's getting bad, bro. Like that that one with the whole force fellatio. Uh, <laughs> that is that's a that's a bad one. That's a quite big one that you can't escape. Yeah, um, it's a really bad look. Um, but I'm going to say that, yes, he can recover, but not completely. Um, I think that there will be people who will forgive this if it is true. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. This is probably going to be like, I don't know, about two years um, for this case to get settled. Um, but I think that he can recover. You know, time will heal and people are going to, you know, forgive or forget or whatever. But some people won't forget, just like with um, Michael Vick with the old dog situation. Some people still can't forgive him for that. Which is, uh, he's done way more than enough to recover <laughs> on that. This man has done, <laughs> man, I ain't never seen such a long apology tour. But um, <laughs> I would say he has the opportunity for it to to get brushed away once once they trade him because he ain't never playing again for the Texans. That that's sealed now. Like he was gonna sit out and play that game, but now it's it's a for sure thing that he would never play again for the Texans. I'm actually on I, I don't know whether these things are true or not, but it is it's it's definitely feeling like a barrage of a situation where they're trying to overwhelmingly uh say a lot of things that just kind of came up out of nowhere. It wasn't like these it's just so many allegations in a small amount of time as though the lawyers searched them out and then put them out there more and more. And like there may be some underground thing even going on with the, I think there's the governor of Texas or something like that. They even were beefing with Deshaun Jackson not wanting to play. It just the way it's being presented and the timing behind it makes you do question what is actually real. Especially, just due to how fast this is done, like it, it's it's too convenient to go from perfect reputation to twelve allegations, but all spearheaded through one lawyer. Which, if you bring enough attention to it and you you say it enough times, to public opinion is true. Yeah, for I mean, whenever it's overwhelming um, with just allegations, not even being what not not knowing whether it's true or not people are just going to assume the worst and it's just really not looking good for him um and he had a great reputation nobody ever thought bad of him um people have always thought of him as a stand-up guy that you know he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league squeaky clean background but this just does not look good um at the least, it was foolish on his part with, you know, getting these massage therapists and um, flying them to wherever he was and then getting whatever massage. Um, but he just has to be more careful. That's actually a normal thing when it comes to those athletes. It's actually a very normal thing to get a massage, especially since you're constantly being like getting sore and uh, having to be athletic like that as if you watched it with Shannon Sharp, he says he gets these massages quite often, not to debate about whether it's what happened and what did not happen. But one thing that you will know is that nobody's really going to know whether it's true or not. This is that answer won't ever actually come. If, if you know how these things work, just like you were saying, this may take two years. Even then, it's a it's an opinion situation. What you can prove, or what you settle settle on, or it's 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 there's other factors because it can all not be true, and he can still settle just because they're constantly dragging his name. It could be true, and it gets swept under the rug as though it isn't. So I don't think they will ever come out about whether it's true or not. 
because even in the case of Antonio Brown, you don't really know whether it's true or not. It's whether people stop wanting to pay attention about it or, or put energy towards it and still hold, them, hold people abide that due to pretty much performance most times. Like I was saying, if he performs well, a lot of that is probably going to get brushed under the rug and be more like a folktale that you don't really find out an answer to, even though it's not a folktale. Yeah, um, I'll go back to that first point where you said that athletes get massages all the time, which is very true. But to get so many different ones within a certain amount of time, not being able to build up that rapport with maybe one or two, but what, 12 to 13? Um, I mean, that's that's very suspicious. I mean, it it just doesn't look good. He would have been better off paying for escorts. <laughs> Wait, be real. That's like saying that's like saying that he did do it though. You no, saying actually that. he doesn't. No. That <laughs> I don't know whether he he did or not, but if he was doing that, he's better off buying an escort. Like you sound was, like skip. He's a single guy. Like and, and I don't conduct I don't I'm not a type of person for doing nothing like that, but even if I was single, but still, like you can get, I'm pretty sure you can get them to do. I guess they can't be professionally uh, up to grade, but I would say he was better off getting a uh, escort uh, to do things like that uh, because I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a fetish thing that he needs to. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure because we don't know what's true and what's not true. But I do think that if it was true, he was better off getting escorts. To do whatever he got done. <laughs> well, I think um, for him once wanting to, you know, stay squeaky clean, he should have just, you know, maybe got, got one or two that he built up some rapport with, so they they trust him. Um, but in this situation, it, it's just too many, um, too many different women, and I'm, I'm getting, huh? Whose reputation? Whose reputation would you rather, James Harden's or uh, Watson's right now? Because James Harden's was—he's interested in James Harden. Well, James Harden is infamous for being in strip clubs, and that's one of his like, crypt, like one of his uh, not his kryptonite. What's the what, another word for someone's kryptonite? <laughs> there, uh, yeah, they're, either one. Yeah, Achilles heel. Their their weakness, whatever. His weakness is strippers. This is a known fact. Like, they literally would, like, pester him. You know what the whole, what team he was going to go to? They was literally pitching it to him by having strip clubs uh, literally email him or telling him he would have free things and stuff like that. Seriously. So, but who reputation would you rather? James Harden, where you know pay for service on this, this type of thing, or... Which still keeps his record squeaky for the most part. It just he has a problem <laughs> in a way. But, or would you have Watson's where he's sneaking, or if he did it, he's trying to, I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> flip uh, <laughs> massage therapists into doing things that they didn't uh, originally plan on doing. I, I, I just, he would have been better off by doing it directly than doing anything the other way around. Well, it, it's all about image. Um, you know, he probably didn't want to be known for what James Harden is known for. So, you know, he's just trying to keep it behind closed doors if th- he actually did do it. I'm not saying that he's guilty at all. I'm just waiting for everything to come out. Um, even but then, you might not out. even know. The thing That's the thing is... This ain't never really going to get settled. Not in any time that we think that, oh, uh, he didn't really do it. There is no way we're going to be able to solidify that 12 girls were lying. Well, I mean, they got Bill Cosby on multiple women coming out, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, I, there's no person where you're going to be able to check off a list. No, that person was lying. This person was, and they, they, they're taking too much out of it because that's where it's going to get to. Oh, what was your incident? If we're going to break it down to each incident, it's going to be down to, dang, that person's a little, 
they they taking it far. He might have asked them to massage him in the groin area, but he didn't actually have them touch him. And then you have the other. It's it's Joyce going to be a lot. Unless there's recordings, there's not much that you can really prove. There's only recording that's going to work in favor of the accusers. Because what is Deshaun Jackson going to turn in? Uh, well, well, yeah, that's what I meant. Re- recordings of them not doing nothing. <laughs> that's his best <laughs> scenario. <laughs> yeah, I meant for the the women. Yeah, I agree. But but will Deshaun Watson be suspended? Yes, I think so. And it's going to be a borderline. I think it's a. How much can the public opinion disappear in this time? In between the time of now and next season, who he gets traded to and all of that other stuff. Because I think he ends up getting traded to like the Eagles, uh, personally. Uh, but I, I just don't. I think it depends on where he goes, on whether he gets suspended. Um, yes, I think he's going to get suspended on just for in integrity to the game. Um, you know, a, a bad look on the NFL because there's been players who have been suspended for the same reasons without even being found guilty of the law. So just on that alone, he's going to be suspended, but teams don't care. They know that he's very talented and they want on his services. And that's what's going to sell tickets. I agree. Um, And I guess I think the Jets are out of the race for him. So, yeah, I would say then the Bears are out of the race for him. How are the Jets out? Didn't they sign somebody? Uh, A quarterback? No. Okay, maybe they're they're not out of the race. But I I, I think it's going to... It depends. I really do think it depends on the profitability of which team he goes to so that the NFL can profit off off of it. And that dictates how much he is actually suspended. Yeah, I think at minimum, probably six. Maybe he gets it reduced just for, um, you know, taking it to court or whatever or, you know, talking it out with the NFLPA and the commissioner. But at minimum, probably six. Sure. Well, what is the normal rule for uh, conduct detrimental? Uh, I thought it was like a Ray Rice situation, you know, before he actually, because the NFL knew about Ray Rice situation before they even seen a video before it actually came out public, which he got suspended, I think, maybe two weeks uh, because of them knowing. Now, after he, it came out and it was public and was bad for the whole, all of NFL. They uh, public. They of course then banned them from the NFL for the most part. Um, I mean, it's it's usually six games um, because you look at Ezekiel Elliott. He kind of went through the same situation with accusations from a girl in college. Uh, I mean, and then there was some other things that came out, and then he ended up serving six games. I think in the middle of the season. So I think he smacked somebody though. It wasn't for smacking. It was for something that happened in college with another woman. Oh. <laughs> now he did like he did something inappropriate at a parade or something over the off season. I think leading into that, but I can't remember exactly what it was. It is what it is. I guess it is. <laughs> but I think in the end, they want. Uh, just the sign, just Sean Watson's um, marketing dollars, what he brings eyes to the TV. So I think in the end, they're going to work it out. Yeah, I mean, all these teams still want him. Nobody has been deterred from trying to pursue him. So um, there's probably like four or five teams that can really make it happen. They have the, dra- the draft capital players. They're just waiting on the Texans to give them over. Um, But let's go ahead and move along to the NBA. And with Steve Kerr's comments 
about Kevin Durant in his last year with the Golden State Warriors. So, in a post, Steve Kerr told at Logan Murdoch he enjoyed last season when the Warriors went 15-50, and 50, more than Kevin Durant's final season with the Warriors. He said, quote, that last year was tough. There was a lot going on. Some that you know. That was very difficult. So with Steve Kerr's comments, do you think he's being being truthful? Oh, I definitely think he's being truthful. They're talking about the last year, like the year they lost, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, I would say, yeah, he definitely being truthful. We already knew they were there was st- so much going on with them. Shoot, it was a lot going on with them the year before that when they should have uh, lost uh, to uh, the the Rockets. That year, they said they were already having problems, but clearly, yes, the last year was a problem. They it, it kind of it held the team hostage. Uh, that was the same year where uh, Draymond called Katie a bitch on the sidelines. We all saw this. So we it was yes, I see why. Like he was just constantly patching things together. Also in the end, even though they had these players, but it, it just I think he had to deal with too much, and there was a a release of expectations when it came to the following year. There was no expectation or responsibility for him to get there nobody needed like there was just no expectation for him to get there or even get kind of close to it so that that can be a relief and that can be a whole lot more fun than the constant grind of getting to a certain point and if you don't get past that point it was all a failure okay i i I like that um i'm gonna agree Uh, i'm gonna piggyback off the last point that you said that with the expectations, there pretty much was none because they had all most of their better players out. Steph Curry um, missed most of the season due to, I think, a wrist injury. Clay Thompson, he was out for the year. Draymond Green, he was in and out of the lineup. So they pretty much had nobody. And there was no expectations. Nobody cared. Um, everybody's moved on to the next thing. But with Kevin Durant there, there was always expectations of championship or bust. Um, if you don't win the championship, it's a failure. Um, and then Kevin Durant not completely uh, uh, saying exactly what he was going to do. But it's the same way they got him. He did the same thing with Oklahoma City. He jumped ship and went to Golden State. So really, they should have expected this. Oh, I, they did expect it. That was putting them on a hostage alert. And they were trying to... I think they did some things that actually hurt them in the end because they still tried to to appease to at least giving KD the offer. Like, they knew it would be disrespectful not to give him an offer and try to keep him. They didn't try super hard because they knew what, what it was. But they actually hurt themselves in a way because they still tried to make a ploy to keep him there, knowing he was holding them hostage and knowing he was going to leave. Yeah, I mean, it just ended up being a really bad divorce. Um, Well, probably not as bad as leaving Oklahoma City. Definitely not as bad as that. But um, they should have expected this. He's done it before and he'll do it again. Um, so oh, yeah. the Nets should watch out. He'd be trading up every time. You see him. <laughs> he had two uh, all-stars before, Harden and, uh, well, at that time, Harden wasn't an all-star, but he was quite great. He had Ibaka and he had uh, uh, Russ. Then he traded up to go to state. Clay, uh, Draymond, him, and uh, Equa, Dalla, and Curry. Then he traded up again to a whole nother set of five starters uh, all, who's been all-stars. <laughs> Blake, <laughs> Harden, uh, Kyrie. This man is a lucky man. Uh, he played with more superstars, clearly, than I think anybody has ever played with. Well, I, I think it's less 
less to do with luck and just taking his destiny into his own hands. Oh, no, it's definitely not luck. He, he's taking the LeBron route. He, he complained about it and, and literally did it and complains about getting flack for doing it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's taking it to the ultimate level, trying to gain as much talent or really the, the best talent in the NBA and then going against whatever teams are left. Oh, it seems like all of the star players on one team. <laughs> he got <laughs> three of the top fifth. Yeah, three of the top fifth. Shoot, three of the top ten are on one team. Uh, oh, so Harden ain't top ten. KD ain't top ten. Kyrie ain't I top ten. No, Kyrie's not top ten. He's not top ten in the league right now. No. Okay, he's minimum top fifteen. 15 players. Uh, there's not even 15 players Maybe. on my team. Maybe. He, he might be top 15. Maybe. Um, uh, I think that's disrespectful, but, but you can keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they should have saw it coming. But let's go ahead and move to the Los Angeles Lakers. And with LeBron James now having a high ankle sprain and being out for at least three to four weeks. Um, so LeBron James was forced to leave the game after twisting his ankle during the second quarter while trying to secure a loose ball. Solomon Hill fell on top of LeBron James right ankle and LeBron James fell to the floor in pain. And a lot of Los Angeles Lakers players were saying that it was a dirty play. But in your eyes, do you think the play that Solomon Hill had was a dirty play. Yes. He, it, it wasn't, it was right within the lines that you don't get penalized. That, that right in between, what, the reason, what makes it dirty is he put that little bit of effort into the roll into his leg. Like he knew he could have, oh, let me just fall a little bit differently so I'm not hurting him. I, full-heartedly believe that, hey, a lot of players have this uh, thing about LeBron where I'm going to get whatever is within somewhat of the lines that I don't get persecuted as somebody who straight up hurt LeBron intentionally. I think there's been many cases of it throughout history with uh, LeBron and other players, but he's not a big-name player. But when I view that play, he rolled into uh, LeBron James' leg. And if it was any other player, that would have been an ACR tech. Um, I'm going to say no, it's not a dirty play. Um, he was fighting for the ball. Um, he, was, he, he hit the ball out of LeBron James' hand and just dove for it. I mean, really, it kind of seemed like he was kind of trying to back off of it a little bit with his intensity. Um, halfway through it, but it, he kind of went half-hearted with it. I, I don't know if he was really just trying to stop himself, but I don't think it was a dirty play. He stopped going for the ball, and he was going for rolling onto LeBron's leg. That's what happened. <laughs> no. I, see, as soon as LeBron was picking up the ball, he was diving. He was diving for the ball, but LeBron had already carried into his hand and Solomon Hill's momentum was carrying him downwards because he was already okay, he diving for the ball. And he could have fell straight flat or on his side. Flat, he, he rolled flat away from the ball? He rolled onto Blonde's leg because he knew it was within momentum of play. What? <laughs> How many times have you really looked at this? I mean, he was reaching for the ball and he kept going. But LeBron had the ball in his hands. Like it, it all happened at the same time. The ball was go went down to the floor. Hill starts heading towards the floor, but LeBron gets the ball back in his hand. And as soon as um, he LeBron has the ball in his hand, Solomon Hill is already carrying his momentum down towards the floor, and, and it looks like he kind of half heartedly half heartedly kind of stops a little bit 
but his momentum putting keeps that weight carrying on him towards the angle. Putting that weight. That's that half-hearted weight. He put he stopped his momentum to put real weight on what he was doing. I I understand. Like, plenty of people are gonna say it's not a dirty play. I understand that. And I, it's not anything that I think he needs to be persecuted for. But just from playing sports, I know that that's that extra shoulder. That's that, hey, I know this is within the lines that I can I can get a little extra notch on them. I can I can stop my momentum and I can put my weight on this person. Or I can I might not be following through balls out of their hand, but I can give them a little shove, a little chicken wing as they blow up and fall over. Maybe that hurts them a little bit. Maybe they don't get up as uh, as easier. Uh, maybe they'll think twice about grabbing for that ball. I just personally think it was in, within those lines. It's not anything that anybody can really, really, really point out other than being in his mind. And I just think at that moment, just with how he that half-hearted move was more about putting weights on where he was already know he was headed. I mean, but if you do something half-heartedly, isn't it like, ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to hold back a little bit. I don't really care. You know, something like that. Uh, not always, because sometimes you half-hearted. It's about perception. Because you, you need it to be perceived to everyone else that you're not doing too much. But if you play it right, you can, you can do extra things. You can, you can give a, a little extra in a lot of things playing within the rules. Like, uh, I, I can't think of – there's many situations where you can apply more pressure on something like your – let's say you're falling on somebody's ankle or it's, – it's right in between accident and intentional. And you know it at, in the moment, so you just take the extra running, the extra effort because it may benefit you in the end. It, it, it's, it's a little fine. It's a fine line. But I, I just know within football and a lot of sports, you can put that extra weight in a lot of areas for it not to be perceived as out of bounds. I mean, yeah, you can get the person and the ball, but it's not like he tried to run through them. So I don't think it was a dirty play. It, it can be. It's, okay, I guess the best example is like, you know, those people who uh, in basketball shoot shoot a shot, but they kick their leg out, which also accidentally kick somebody in the nuts. That type of thing. <laughs> but that's still, that, that's like forcefully putting your foot out there. No, no, not if you're shooting it like Kobe or that's, that's a lot of these players do that. Like they'll they'll shoot out like with that curve because, hey, I was it was it was all in the shooting ma- motion. You were in my, my space. It's that it's, it's just it's just a fine line that I know certain players do play at different times. I think that's more of Draymond Green than anybody. But um, <laughs> so with LeBron James now out for multiple weeks and Anthony Davis still not back. Can the Lakers still make the playoffs? I definitely think so. I, I actually, I, I wouldn't say there's no way, but I definitely think they're making the playoffs. I, I don't. I think that's a minimum. Minimum, okay. Well, like, like, I, I say, don't think. I, I honestly don't think that they are less than uh, six seed. Six seed, okay. So with LeBron missing. At minimum, 12 games? Yeah. Well, they're only one game ahead of the Clippers. Two games, or three games for the the Nuggets. Same thing with the Trailblazers. Six games with the Mavericks and the Spurs. So, a lot of these teams are not far behind. And if you don't have both of those players, who's going to win in the game? They're going to still have to win some games. I'm not saying they can do this and not win games. They still have to win games. But I'm saying you said easily six seed. Or... No, I'm not saying easy. I just think that in the end, by the time the end of the season happens, that they will be minimum six seed. Whether that means LeBron comes back early, forcing it too much, he will, he's going to do what's, uh, what is going to get them there. I don't think there's any way LeBron 
makes has it to where they miss the playoffs. And I definitely also still think that they end up at least in the sixth seed, even if it comes down to them winning maybe, let's say he misses 12 games, they win five of them. Well, I won't, let's say I'm not even giving them half. Let's say give them five. I think LeBron's just going to do a giant push to do whatever he needs to, to for them to be a whole lot higher than eight or seven. Okay, well, I mean, he has famous quotes of it doesn't matter what seed he is in the playoffs. So um, I think he's fine pretty much anywhere, but this will not be an easy task. And it was one of the first times where I saw LeBron James, you know, the expression on his face was like, I'm really hurt. And I think that, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's going to be like, you know, how, how Kobe's was, you know, how injury after injury started piling up. But this is what happens whenever you get older and you're playing a lot of minutes. Um, you know, I'm sorry, injuries that, just I'm sorry. start to pile up. Hey, I, I hear you, but that wasn't an old man uh, injury. That was uh, somebody clearly put all their weight on my ankle injury. But still, things just have a way of if, happening. If he was 20 years old and that happened, I think it's still, well, I don't know about LeBron, not LeBron specifically, almost anybody else <laughs> at even age 20 and that happened, you're going to get the same high angle sprain. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he can't recover as fast as he would, oh, true. would if he that was like true. 20. That's very true. That, and that as, of late, true. as of late, just being on the Lakers, he's had two injuries that's going to it's gonna he's gonna be out for some time, and that has not happened in LeBron James' career before being on the Lakers. True, but I really do think that somehow LeBron is gonna to try to work it to his his benefit. That he's gonna use this as a rest to ramp up, or oh, I, I've gotten a little bit more rest. Uh, it may be a needed thing for him. Now, it's not going to help that the team can't get actual wins while he's not there. That's definitely not going to help at all. But Playoff mode. But I definitely think it throws in that whole thing where LeBron can actually get enough rest to make a real run. As many times he didn't have rest and made great runs. But I think this could possibly work to his benefit because then maybe you get to the playoffs and they're all fresh. Well, um, yeah, that can work to his benefit, but I think that he should definitely be careful in coming back and should not rush it at all. Oh, I completely agree. And if the Lakers should keep him from trying to do stuff like that, but it's not going to make it easy if they can't coach their way into some wins. Hey, I say let it go. I mean, <laughs> if you don't make the playoffs, let it go. You, nah, that, you're, you're 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 trying to have stability over a long period, not to rush rush back and then you're out for even longer, or your your career is shortened because you came back too fast. That's it, it, what's funny is me is the debate about MVP and the fact that literally this team turns into a team that nobody believes can get a single win out here or at least a couple wins without him. That's that's the meaning of being an MVP. <laughs> he is well, the. Well, they don't have Anthony Davis either, so that that doesn't. That's help. true. It definitely doesn't help. But still, with him and no AD, you're still expecting them to win, and they were still winning. Well, um, he's going to miss at least half of the games because they only have like 23 left. So they they're going to have to prove that they're a good team without both of them. I really think this it it can the only way this hurts me him I think is when it comes to chemistry. Chemistry may be the issue, but other than that, I think he is perfect. He gets the rest before it. He would have ramped up, but he he can still ramp up, but have a clear uh, clear time of like just training, training and strengthening. I don't think he's one to get lazy in any way. No, no, he's not going to get lazy. But, you know, I hope he returns back better and faster and stronger. Um, 
But that does it for us. So you think you know sports? We'll move it along to the trivia questions. We have three trivia questions. They're all multiple choice. I'll try to give you a little bit of commentary on it. Um, but you can go ahead and go with that first question, Alex. All right. So question one, which NFL team has had the most NFL first round draft picks in NFL history? A, the Cincinnati Bengals, B, the Cleveland Browns, or C, the Indianapolis Colts? So this is just having those picks in general, not who they picked? No, not who they picked, but just having the most first round draft picks. Okay. Well, the Cleveland Browns have only won two playoff games in their history, and they just won their second one. Um, which is pretty bad. Um, the Bengals have not won a playoff game in many years. And the Indianapolis Colts, um, I don't think they have as long of a history, so I don't think that they will qualify for this one. So I'm going to cut right to the chase and go ahead and go with the Cleveland Browns. Well, you underthought that one, but that's fine. But you forgot, the Colts used to be the Baltimore Colts. Oh, I didn't know you were including that, what including the, that that passed. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it is the same owners, but the answer is actually C, the Colts. <laughs> so okay. that one's wrong. But I'll go ahead and next uh, go to the next question. So, which player has more 100 yard rushing games than the others? A, Walter Payton. B, Barry Sanders. Or C, Adrian Peterson. Uh, more 100-yard rushing games. Um, hmm. This going to be kind of hard. Um, I know Barry Sanders was pretty close to having the all-time rushing yards, the, the leader, but I think Emmett Smith has that. Um, Adrian Peterson, he's had a lot of games with 100 yards rushing, but I'm not sure about Walter Payton. I know he was great. I'm not, I, I think he played the least out of all of them. But I'm going to go with Barry Sanders because he was the closest to the all-time rushing leader. Uh, wrong answer on that one. It's going to be Walter Payton. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you keep saying like the, the people who you discounted. But Walter Payton actually is um, right up under Emmett Smith and right above oh, Barry Sanders. Gotcha. Ah, okay. That's where I missed up. Yeah. And question three, which NBA player has the most assists in NBA history? A, John Stockton, B, Jason Kidd, or C, Steve Nash? John Stockton, final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. There you go. (laughs) That is correct. And it's by a lot, actually. Uh, John Stockton has a 15,806. We, I'm pretty sure he's not going to ever check back in, so that is final. And then you got uh, Jason Kidd, who's more than 3,000 less than him at 12,000 and uh, 12,091. Uh, Stockton at 10,335. Yeah, he was just an assist machine. Um, I was pretty sure about that answer. That's why I was like, ah, just cut right to the chase. John Stockton. Um, But that does it for us at So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.